1: Shifting pace and talking about housing and affordable housing. We do know that there is an unprecedented construction requirement in BC. This to offset record immigration. That's in a new report. It's out from the BC Real Estate Association. And it uh, the, begs the obvious question, where and what type of homes need to be built? Because we still have this crisis. Well, let's bring in the Chief Economist of the BC Real Estate Association, Brendan Augmentson. Brendan, thanks so much for joining us this morning.
0: Great to be here. Thanks.
1: Uh, Start off with the findings that uh, you have in this report. Uh, What do we see in terms of housing right now and what needs to be built?
0: So, you know, the, the, the kind of impetus for the study was just looking at the impact of two federal policies that were implemented you know, at the start of this year, one, the foreign buyer ban, the second, much more important the, the in magnitude, the uh, the increased immigration target. So, you know, we have uh, a supply situation in, in B.C. that's not optimal, uh, to say the least. Inventory is very low. We need to build more, and we need to build more even before, um, you know, the the very large increase in immigration, it's probably about 100,000 or so more people than normal immigration, maybe something like 20,000 total households over and above kind of normal average immigration. So it it clearly is adding a lot of demand uh, at a time when we're already having trouble with uh, with matching supply and demand.
1: So what's happening that causes that trouble in matching supply and demand? You're an economist, uh, you take a look at these things all the time. What don't we get?
0: So this has been a real issue in in the lower mainland and BC, and really all over all over. And it's it's a fundamental problem in the housing market in that demand can change essentially overnight. We've seen that several times over the past decade. Whether it's you know a big demand shock where the interest rates fall very quickly, we see an almost immediate response on the demand side. Uh, when it comes to supply, it just takes a really long time. So to you know especially as we get uh, we're building more density or less land, uh, buildings are more complicated, we can build more apartment buildings. Uh, that just takes a really long time and that's sort of been exacerbated by uh, issues like, it takes a really long time to get a permit. Uh, it takes, uh, and, and we can't build as much as we'd like to because land isn't zoned uh, optimally. So have this two kind of problem where we probably can't build enough in places where we need to build and it takes too long for those units to get to the market.
1: Okay, well, zoning falls under the politicians and development, I guess, uh, falls under investors and those who are developers. Um, Do they react too quickly? Meaning, do they not put in enough planning uh, for the long term? Is that part of the equation?
0: There's a big disconnect at the government level, I think, where this is a perfect example. where we have a federal policy that I'm you know, totally in favor of. We need more immigration. So we have this federal policy that uh, causes a large surge in housing demand pretty rapidly. It's going to happen almost immediately. Um, but there's no seemingly coordination with other levels of government. You know, zoning and, and permitting is municipal largely. Uh, and, and this is something we needed to plan for probably five years ago. Uh, It's really difficult to make up that time on the fly. Uh, So over the next few years, we're going to have this surge in demand and just trying to catch up to that demand uh, is going to mean upward pressure on prices.
1: One of the findings here is construction needs to be ramped up to a record 43,000 housing completions a year for the next five years to counter what you're talking about. Mm, That's interesting. Is that all going to be in the lower mainland or are we looking at a shift? To other areas,
0: yeah, that's that's a provincial number. A lot of the immigration that we're going to see is probably going to be families settling in the lower mainland because that's Vancouver tends to attract most uh, of the 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 larger share of new immigrants. It could cause kind of ripple effects out uh, to other markets, Uh, and that you know that number that we that we produce that forty three thousand per year for five years, um, that's just to get us back with, like, the status quo 2023 affordability. Not everyone is thrilled with affordability in 2023. We'd actually have to build a lot more than that, just, like, start to really bend the curve on affordability. So it's, it's going to be a very difficult problem.
1: Housing is one of those uh, all-encompassing terms. When we talk about housing, I guess we're talking about uh, more apartments now than actual townhouses, and never talking about actual single detached. Am I right? There are we shifting our way of thinking even when it comes to families.
0: I think we have to. When you look at Greater Vancouver, where a single-family detached home is is over two million dollars, that's out of the out of range of basically everyone. Uh, we need to build a lot more density, but the type of density that families can, can occupy. Uh, some of that means we need to zone differently, I and mean, even you know, the city of Vancouver is kind of notorious for having very poor zoning and zoning for large single-family homes only, and not even allowing duplexes for a long time. Uh, so we, we clearly need more family-oriented, you know, multi-bedroom type type housing, uh, and a lot more of it. Uh, It's going to be difficult. Again, we don't have a lot of land to develop on, and some of the land we do is not zoned properly. So uh, clearly changes need to be made, but that's easier said than done. There's a lot of always always opposition when you talk about adding density to neighborhoods.
1: There's always a lot of talk, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you about my drive when I get off the Oak Street Bridge and head into downtown Vancouver. If I go down Oak Street, I see a lot of uh, houses that are up for development and being rezoned. What's going in place of that is multi, uh, uh, well, multi-person uh, dwellings, uh, but they're not going to be affordable housing. There's nothing anywhere close to that. When I drive along False Creek, the other route going home, if I decide to take that, there's nothing that's going to be affordable in there. What is the problem? Why are we just not getting this?
0: It's you know it, again this affordability thing has gotten very kind of relative. So when you have a two million dollar house and you replace it with a million to townhouse, is that affordable? It's more affordable. It's better use of the land, but it's yeah you're you're right. We're very far from getting to a point where on the ownership side that we're we're producing stuff that's really affordable. At least in in kind of Metro Vancouver, this is a problem that we created over the last decade. That we probably should have been really addressing. What we knew was going to be a real demographic crunch. We have a lot of people in their 30s Uh, right now. There's a lot of demand for housing uh, because of demographics. We knew this was going to happen, and we just didn't fix the supply side over the past decade.
1: Those who work in the service industry, and we had this discussion this week on this very program, they can't afford to live in Vancouver. That's understandable, uh, unfortunate, but understandable, and not too terribly different than other major cities. Where I have a problem is your firefighters, your police officers, your teachers, now your doctors, your lawyers—they can't afford to live in Vancouver. That's not a healthy city. It's it's difficult.
0: The affordability in Vancouver was was not great a decade ago, and it, and it's steadily deteriorated. Um, and, and it's, we, we kind of watched it happen. There's lots of reforms we could have made to make sure we were building more and building more density, and it just hasn't, hasn't happened, and now we're trying, trying to play catch-up in the midst of this, you know, a lot of this, this huge surge in housing demand from demographics and from immigration. Uh, it's a really tough problem. We're not going to go back to where prices were a decade ago. The best thing we can do right now in places like Vancouver is slow the rate of price growth that so that hopefully incomes can start to catch up. But even that's a long process. No one is satisfied by that answer. Uh, but I think that is that is really the best that we can do. That's the best outcome we can hope for. And we can't do that unless we dramatically
1: increase supply. Right. And I think you're right. No one is satisfied with that answer. But I think where other people stall in this whole equation is the economy of Vancouver and what really drives and makes things work. Uh, Is Vancouver any different than other cities up and down the West Coast when it comes to who can afford to live here?
0: No, not at all. Uh, This is the exact situation that we're seeing in every major city, really across North America. There's just a, a lot of, I mean, the, the, these, these demographic issues are real and they're, they're, they're not, you know, they're not just in Vancouver where there's a lot of you know, that millennial cohort is enormous and they're in their household forming years now. So there's just a ton of demand, especially in cities. Um, and, and we just had, don't, we haven't been building enough. And, and when we talk about, you know, affordability, it's also on the rental side we did, we kind of ignored building purpose-built rental housing for a really long time as well. Fortunately, now we're trying to catch up, uh, but still, like vacancy rates in Vancouver are under two percent, under one percent maybe, uh, and uh, and rents are still rising. So the options aren't great, you know, either on the ownership or rental side. So it's the, the answer is you know boring, but it's always we need to build more. Uh, you know, there's, the demand's not going away, uh, so we have to choose whether or not we're going to going to actually react to that demand and build enough supply so that we can we can get to a. A slightly less miserable place on affordability?
1: Well, the answer may be a little unsettling, but it is uh, the answer. And certainly supply is a big part of that. Brendan, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.